A-M-E-M, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, U-S-A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. Weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General, General Cigar, cigar Dave. Dave. As always, we are loaded for bear. An action-packed program for you on this Mother's Day weekend 2019, right off the top of the show, right off the bat, have to wish Cigar Mother Piera a happy Mother's Day. Love you, Mother. And she is going to be celebrating tomorrow appropriately. And actually, I've got a nice recipe that can be made on the grill for a nice Mother's Day brunch I will share with you. Grilled Filet Mignon Eggs Benedict. Very important food groups. Meat, eggs... And, of course, on the Benedict side of things, some uh, nice hollandaise sauce. So a lovely way to enjoy Mother's Day brunch. We are jammed. The enemies of pleasure are crawling up our tuchuses in uh, record numbers. We will deal with that. Second hour, Cigar Master Series Ed Lehman of General Cigar Senior Brand Manager overseeing the Hoya de Monterey, the Punch, and the Excalibur portfolio. We will be talking with him about... Not only the Hoya La Amistad Vertical Sampler, that was the April 2019 Officers Club selection, but we'll also talk about some new cigars they have coming out and uh, some of the existing brands, just some great cigars in the Hoya de Monterey, the Excalibur, and the Punch portfolio. As always, I extend to you a long ash greeting and salutation, a long ash snappy salute, semper Delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. As I come to you from Command Center Alpha in the Cigar City, overseeing a large plethora of incredible spirits and cigars in our large walk-in humidor right across from my studio desk here. We are ready to go. But first up, before I get into some enemy, important enemy of pleasure news, New study, according to Medical Daily, staring at women's racks, at women's boobs, help men live longer. They're called boobs, Ed. Yes, they are. They are called the fun bags. They are called the pleasure rack. And I'm looking out for your health. Now, we have a majority of our alphas are... Males, listeners are males. We have many females as well. But I am here to help promote not only your well-being when it comes to enjoying alpha pleasure maneuvers, but also your lifestyle. And if looking at women's boobs, staring at their boobs, even in this hashtag MeToo movement, means extending your life, making you happy, then I am all for it. It creates a positive mindset in men, according to this study. And... This can reduce your blood pressure, improve your heart health, and let's face it, we as alphas, as heterosexual males, and some of you that 
maybe are in the LGBT ranks. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Maybe you look at a man and say, oh, I get the same feeling as looking at a rack of beautiful, bodacious boobs on a woman. Fine, so be it. But I think it's very important for our health and well-being. So look, especially if you see a hot dame, don't be obvious. I mean, don't like sit there like Mick the Brit does and put his head. Well, Mick can't, uh, Mick can't help it because Mick is what? Sergeant Steve, what's Mick? Four seven, four nine, something like that. So basically, his eye level is right in, in the same plane as a woman's boobs, as a woman's rack. He can't help it. But don't be obvious about it. Just subtly look, especially if you've got sunglasses and you're at the beach or you are somewhere where there's a trail of hot dames that are coming by. So live longer, stare at women's racks. But do it discreetly. Be a gentleman about it. All right, we are under attack as never before. One, the enemies of pleasure are on the attack. The assault is underway. They're after your cigars, sodas, snacks, coffee, meat, and the alpha male way of life. Stand by as the general has our marching orders. They are also after our bags, not just plastic anymore. They started with plastic bags, but now they want to come for paper bags. Now, all of a sudden, we're going to start seeing the enemies of pleasure and the pleasure police, the nanny staters, saying, we have to fight. You've heard of big tobacco? Big bags. we got to go after big bags. We're going to go after big meat. We're going to go after big coffee, big cigars. We're going to go after big spirits. And they want to go after big textiles. I will tell you about that. But first... What we need in this country is what Norway has just essentially brought in as their newly appointed health minister. Sylvie Listhaug, lovely blonde, is the new appointed health minister of Norway. Now, of course, she is a conservative, so consequently the liberals, and of course they've got the lib media, the fake news media in Norway as well, going after her. And they're going after her because she has caused what they say is a controversy. What did she say? She said that Norwegian citizens should be allowed to eat meat, smoke, drink as much as they want. She is a populist politician with conservative views. She has conservative immigration views. She wants to basically say, look, we need to limit. We can't just have all these people coming in unassimilated immigration. We're seeing that in the United States. We're seeing it all over the place. People coming to this country not wanting to learn the language, carrying Honduran flags and Mexican flags and other country flags marching in. I've got a question. If their country is so great and they're so proud to to wave their flag as they illegally come into the United States, why are they even coming here? Why are they raising their flag? You come to the United States... Illegally, first of all, I don't want you. President Trump, earlier this week, while he was in Panama City, somebody, while he said, look, we can't, our border patrol, they can't use weapons, they can't use force, they can't shoot, and someone said, shoot them. And he laughed, and he said, well, only in, only in the panhandle of Florida can you do that, and everybody laughed. And, of course, you have these lib politicians going crazy. If someone gets hurt, it'll be all upon President Trump lighten up. Frankly, I think we should have force on the border. If you come in here and violate our sovereignty, why shouldn't we have a military 
or Border Patrol that are armed and say, look, you come here illegally, yep, we're going to shoot. How quickly do you think that problem would be solved? And I know people, some of the libs that may listen and say, oh, that is so inhumane. I'm sorry. We have regulations. We have laws. Now, some of our immigration laws are beyond absurd, but we cannot be overrun with illegals. And the health minister, conservative health minister in Norway, she has the same views. She was appointed the new health minister a week ago yesterday. Critics, of course, saying she has little understanding of what public health is. Here's what she had to say. My starting point for this with public health is very simple. I do not plan to be the moral police. I will not tell people how to live their lives, but I intend to help people get information that forms the basis for making choices. What a breath of fresh air. My goodness. Common sense. Why cannot we why can't we have that here in the United States instead of Mitch Zeller who's an absolute pleasure police zealot in the FDA's tobacco control department and division. What a breath of fresh air. Want to repeat that. My starting point for this with public health is very simple. I don't plan to be the moral police and will not tell people how to live their lives, but I intend to help people get information that forms the basis for making choices. She goes on to say, people should be allowed to smoke, drink, and eat as much red meat as they want. You know what? I'm going to have a little deer here. Hold on a second. I'm getting a little emotional here. Oh, my goodness. People eating as much meat as they Okay, let me, let me, let me compose myself here. <laughs> I mean... Think about this. A health commissioner that says, yes, let people eat all the damn red meat they want. Yes, I agree. She says the authorities may like to inform, but people know pretty much what is healthy and what is not healthy. I think many smokers feel like pariahs, so they almost feel they have to hide away, and I think that's stupid. Although smoking is not good because it is harmful, adults have to decide for themselves what they do. She's talking, of course, about cigarette smoking. She says, goes on, the only thing we as governments are to do is to provide information so that people can make informed choices. That is why we should, among other things, devise a tobacco strategy now, which will help prevent young people from starting to smoke and often want to make more adults quit. Mazel tov. Congratulations. Hear, hear. What a breath of fresh air. Common sense. That is, she is 100% correct. The government is not here to tell me what I can and cannot do, especially these nanny staters. The government should say, we're going to provide you the information, and you as an adult can make an informed decision. Now, we know that alcohol in moderation is good for you. In fact, the last week, what I've been doing is I've been on this tequila kick. And I'm going to enjoy a tequila for our libation and litation ceremony in just a few minutes. But I've been taking a little bit of reposado or a little bit of añejo or extra añejo, just pouring maybe a half a shot glass. And we know that alcohol in moderation is good for you. Look at Richard Overton. Richard Overton lived to what? 112 years of age. 112, enjoying a cup of coffee every morning with a tablespoon of whiskey. 112! And he smoked, what, 15, 20 cigars a day, the machine-made cigars? 
The man has something. He's onto something. And he said, look, my father always said, it's good, keeps your muscles nice and loose, the circulatory system going. He's right. So I've been taking just a little half shot glass and sipping just a little bit throughout the course of the evening. Magnificent. But that is what the job of government is. Inform. Say, look, we've got these studies. You make your own decision. We don't need nanny staters to treat us like we are four years old. Or we're back in grade school where they're wagging their finger saying, you smoked a cigar, you ate a you go to the principal's office right now. Now, of course, the enemies of pleasure are furious. Norway's Cancer Society Secretary General, Anne-Lise Ryle, said that her comments were potentially harmful to public health. Many will adhere to what she says. That is to say, public health has been set back many decades. No, what she's saying, what the new Norwegian health minister, Sylvie Lustig, is saying is, look, we're going to arm you with information. You're adults. You make the decision. We'll have information. You want to drink? You want to smoke? You want to eat? If you're armed with that information, so be it. And the fact of the matter is, for many years we've been told, oh, don't eat red meat, it's terrible for you. No, 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 don't eat meat. More carbs is good. Low fat, eat margarine instead of butter's terrible. Oh, we can't have butter from cows. No, no, margarine. And you eat the low fat foods, the, 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 the diet foods. And what did we find out? The government which has been pushing margarine, trans fat, hydrogenated fat, is terrible for you. Butter is fine for you. It's the margarine that's been causing heart attacks and health problems. It's the low-fat food that's loaded with carbs and sugars. They took out fat, which is natural. Our forefathers ate meat. They ate milk. They ate butter. They weren't eating chemically processed foods. I've cut out the chemically processed foods. I've been eating more meat than ever. But all clean foods, butter, meat, seafood, fish, Poultry, but I can tell you what I'm not eating, the carbs, not eating the sugars, not eating the loaf, cut it all out. And when I eat a steak and have some healthy vegetables and a little butter, feel great. Olive oil, fine, great, healthier than ever before. The government has been telling us, eat carbs, low fat, eat margarine, giving everyone heart attacks along the way. Finally, Common sense in a country where a health minister says, look, do what you want, but we're going to give you the information. We need that here in the United States. Instead, we have the FDA. The zealots that are at the FDA now creating what I call de facto prohibition. They went after, remember, CVS a few years ago, three, four years ago, said we are going to voluntarily stop selling cigarettes and tobacco in our stores. That's fine. That's up to them. I don't have to shop there. Don't shop there. That is fine. Walmart, Walgreens, Rite Aid, other stores said, hey, CVS can do that, but we're not going to follow suit. So what did the FDA do? They launched these supposed undercover inspections where they said, we have found umpteen violations and you've been selling tobacco to minors. Well, I'd like to see those reports because as I've stated numerous times, you go into a store, those clerks are trained, got a CID. Now, if someone has fake ID, I'm sorry, the store can't, can't uh, deal with that. That's not up to the store. Somebody hands an ID and it looks authentic unless you want to tap into a government database, 
There's only so much a store can do. But you go to any store that sells tobacco, there's that big sign with the peel away, either a digital sign or the peel away things that says, if you are born, you can only purchase tobacco if you are born before this date and year. Pretty simple. They follow it. But that wasn't good enough for the Mitch Zeller zealots in the FDA Tobacco Control uh, Division. They went after Walmart. They went after 7-Eleven and Circle K and Walgreens and Rite Aid, coming concocting with this nonsense, saying, oh, we found violations. And we saw a few weeks ago, with the start of all these bills that are starting, Mitch McConnell has a, has a bill because he's in the pocket of uh, Altria and some of the other big cigarette tobacco companies. They want to raise the age to 21 because they purchased these big stakes in these vaping companies, and they want to protect their investment. So they're like, oh, yeah, fine. No, no, raise it to 21. That's great. So what happened? Now, all of a sudden, there's this talk about raising the tobacco buying age to 21. De facto prohibition. In Hawaii, we're seeing they want to raise it to 100, which is ridiculous. That is prohibition. So there were pressure on all these stores. So what did they do? They started rolling over. Walgreens said, okay, we will raise the minimum age that we sell tobacco products to people from 18 to 21. Rite Aid followed suit. Walmart this week said Wednesday they are going to raise the minimum age to buy tobacco products and e-cigarettes to 21 amid growing pressure from regulators to cut tobacco sales and use among Miners. They also said they will stop selling fruit and dessert flavored e-cigarettes, which critics say can hook teenagers on vaping. The effect will take place. The the uh, rules will take place in effect starting in July at all of their 5,300 stores, including their Sam's Club warehouse locations. De facto prohibition. We are seeing it. There's a product that these government bureaucrats don't like, don't care for, they target it, make it a crisis, and then they ban it. Plastic bags. We're seeing a plastic bag hysteria across the country. Everywhere you go, plastic bags are terrible. It's causing all this pollution in the oceans because some kid that did a high school or a grade school project said, oh, there's millions of pounds every day washing uh, up ashore and we're seeing it in the bellies of all these animals. It's BS. It's fabricated. Same thing with climate change. You have a group, remember, you have politicians that want to create crises. Now we've got a constitutional crisis, according to the Democrats. Big constitutional crisis. They're creating these faux crises because they want to create hysteria, because there's a product or something they don't like. They don't like President Trump. Now all of a sudden we've got a huge constitutional crisis. There's no constitutional crisis. The president hasn't unilaterally disobeyed any court orders. He hasn't enacted any laws without the the vote of the House or the Senate. Nothing of the sort has taken place. Nothing. But, oh, we got a constitutional crisis over the Attorney General not wanting to appear. Why? Because he doesn't want to violate the law by releasing grand jury testimony, which is prohibited under federal law. So it is absolutely incredible to me So what we are seeing, what we are seeing now are crises, faux crises that are being created. Never fails. It is really, to me, almost unbelievable that people are stupid and gullible enough to believe all these fake crises. 
Plastic bags, huge problem. New Jersey. In August, last August, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, a taxocrat, vetoed a bill that would have imposed a five-cent fee on both paper and plastic bags, saying the legislation didn't go far enough to protect the environment. So what happened? A new bill was created in the legislature that would ban food service businesses and other retailers who have stores larger than 1,000 square feet from providing their customers with plastic bags and ban plastic straws. Fines from 500 to five grand. The bill passed one Senate committee back in September, but has stalled since. But last week, Senator Bob Smith, taxocrat, one of the bill's sponsors, said he's going to amend the bill to ban the same stores from not only handing out plastic bags and plastic straws, but handing out paper bags too. Now, what was the big argument with plastic bags? We can't recycle them. It takes thousands of years to break down. And they're getting into the uh, environment, and they're getting into the into the mouths of all the seafood and and whales and sharks. Okay, load of load of BS. But their big thing was, it's not biodegradable. It's not environmentally friendly. Well, bags are. Paper bags can be recycled. Most paper bags that are sold today are made of recycled paper. Ah, that's not good enough either. Again, they want to create a faux crisis. First, it's plastic. Then these people don't want any bags being handed out, so now they're going after paper bags as well. Any single-use bag, plastic or paper. But here's what's interesting. A recent study of plastic bag bans in California found the policy, while reducing plastic bag consumption overall, led to a 120% spike in the purchase of smaller garbage bags. Like those white kitchen trash bags, people were using those in when they went to the supermarket to shop. I mean, it is so ridiculous. And next, they're going to bag, they're going to ban use of cardboard boxes that you get at Costco or Sam's Club. This is the height of nanny statism. It is all about creating a faux crisis. I'll continue around the corner. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is a Perdomo Habano Reserve Bourbon Barrel Aged Vertical Sampler, including the Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel Aged Connecticut. This medium-bodied Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper offers a rich, creamy smoke with a buttery, smooth finish. Want these cigars shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. 
Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Cigar Dave Show, there are several things we really like in a Washington bureaucrat. Uh, embalming fluid? A wooden stake through the heart? Well, I guess after those two things, you really don't need the rest. The enemies of pleasure, they want our cigars. They want our spirit. They want our steaks. They want our bags. They want our coffee. And now they want our textiles. Just when you think... It can't get any worse. Leave it to an enemy of pleasure to, again, cause a fake, a faux crisis. That's what they do. They create something and let it, it, it snowballs. And people believe it when you tell. Here's the reality. We as alphas, we are the elite. We are the smarter of all Americans and smarter people of the world. Wussified betas, not very bright. They're very gullible. Thus betas. They can be led around. Like I'll put a little leash on the betas and and walk them around. Here's what you have to realize. A great percentage of people on this planet are stupid. They are not smart. They don't think. They have no common sense. It may sound harsh, but that's true. That's good for all of us that are alphas because it allows us to win even further, continue to win. I mean, when you are dealing in a negotiation with a wussified beta, someone that's not smart, I'll take that negotiation every time. It's sport. You can screw around with them. It's great because you just size them right up. And you say, this is going to be fun. This is not going to last very long. So what happens? You have people, primarily the, the libs, the progressives, the dems, that don't think for themselves. So therefore, they let the party leadership or others guide them like a little dog on a leash. So if somebody tells them that the earth is flat, they will believe it. And if you say it enough continuously and create an, a crisis about it, they will believe you even more. So if you say the earth is flat, the earth is flat, the earth is flat, you have to believe it. The earth is flat. Just like this climate change. Climactic records have only been kept for, what, 150 years? Maybe less? The Earth has been around millions of years. So how can you take a small snippet and say, oh, man is causing global warming or, or, or climate change. Look at all the hurricanes we're having. Look at the volcano. Excuse me. Some of the worst hurricanes on record were before we had cars, before the Industrial Revolution took place in the early 1900s. But yet they fail to mention that. But what happens? You have people that are not intelligent, not intellectual, lack common sense, like dumb lemmings saying, yeah, yeah, we got climate change. Yeah, I heard it. Uh, I, that's what they said. That's what the expert Al Gore said. we got to believe it. And when you have all these people regurgitating it ad infinitum. Big word for the libs that are out there. Look it up in the dictionary. 
But when you have these people that are just continually saying climate change, climate, we got to do something. The earth is going to be gone in 10 years. Everyone panics. Create a fake crisis. And the same thing with all the products that I've talked about. Cigars, spirits, steak. What do they say about steak? Oh, we can't eat meat anymore. It's a global crisis because why? The cows and the farming procedures increase the carbon, uh, uh, the carbon emissions, methane and other carbon emissions. When you take the tractor, carbon emissions, it's contributing to climate change. That's the first thing they say. Then they come up with another excuse saying, but when you cook it on a grill, the smoke that's being released from the charcoal or the natural gas also adding to... So it's never about the meat. It's always about something else. Oh, it's the climate change. Can't eat meat because of the climate change. The reality is these whack-job, whack-a-doodle, nutcase, Meshuggah vegans aren't satisfied just being vegans themselves. If somebody wants to be a vegan, I say, hey, you want to lead a miserable, pathetic life? Be my guest. No problem. But what happens is it's not good enough for vegans just to eat a vegan diet. Now they have to pontificate that diet to everyone else and wag their finger and call you out because you are not following their diet protocol. If you don't want to eat meat, fine. You don't want to eat chicken or seafood, fine. But then don't come after me because I want to enjoy it and then come after me with cockamamie climate change excuses. And here's the next target, textiles. Our clothes are now a target. First, they went after the plastic bottles. They went after the straws, the grocery bags, not just the plastic bags, the paper bags. And now they're going after our clothes. Synthetic fabrics such as polyester and nylon are constructed from thin plastic fibers. They are man-made. Now, I am wearing a Peter Millar shirt right now that is, I think, 95% polyester and like 5% rayon or nylon, something along those lines. It is a nice, light, comfortable golf-type shirt. Three buttons at the top with a collar. It's a very comfortable shirt, very stylish, nice moisture wicking. What I love about these shirts, you can travel with these. You, put them, you don't have to take them to the dry cleaner. You put them in the wash, you, dri- you hang dry them, boom, they look brand new. They're comfortable. They look great. They wear great. You get a stain on them, no problem. You can get it off, although I do wear my my, uh, bib-repelling stain device, my BRSD that I always travel with. But every so often, you get a stain on there. But it is a comfortable shirt, moisture-wicking. Don't come after my comfortable shirts. I gave up wearing the cotton shirts. These are far more comfortable, lightweight, especially in the hot, humid Florida summers. But these fabrics... These man-made fabrics, polyester, nylon, they're durable, cheap to make, a lot of very uh, water-resistant, nice wicking. You see people using, wearing them when they work out. You see uh, pullovers and fleece tops that are made of them. But now they're saying the tiny bits of plastic pose an environmental challenge because microfibers shed off of clothing when they're washed and they end up in the ocean where they can be ingested by fish and other seafood that humans eat. 
They're now calling it microplastic pollution. So first we had microaggression that was contrived. Oh, I'm being microaggressed. You're saying something I disagree with. I am being microaggressed upon. Now we've got microplastic pollution. More micro BS is what it is. And they're saying there's microfibers everywhere. They're being found in the North Pole, in Antarctica, top of mountains, the bottom of the ocean. We must do something about it. And researchers in England estimate that 700,000 microfibers could be released in a single load of laundry, roughly equivalent to the surface area of a pack of gum. Again, is this scientifically proven? No. But again, doesn't need to be. Why? Because they pick a target and they start demonizing it. And they tell people how bad it is over and over, infinitum, ad nauseum, and the morons on the planet, the dumb lemmings, start shaking their head going, yeah, yeah, well, we've got to do something about it. I've heard about it. It's terrible. Can't, can't wear that anymore. And then when you switch to wearing cotton, they'll say, wait, wait a minute, cotton is not good because when you have to harvest cotton, you need tractors which emit carbon emissions. Therefore, you're contributing to the climactic change going on in the environment. Nothing will ever satisfy these people. You have to remember, the nanny staters, the enemies of pleasure, the people that are the ones going after plastic bags, our synthetic textiles and shirts, our coffee, our cups, our cigars, our steaks, our spirits. They are miserable people to begin with. They're unhappy. They are miserable. The only enjoyment they receive is by inflicting misery upon others. That is fact. And we need to stand up and say, enough is enough. Shove it. Stop. But we don't have those people, except me and other people in the media, that are saying this. The problem is we have more stupid people on this planet than we do smart people. And they are gullible. When you hear presidential candidates saying, you're going to get everything free. Free college, free steak, free uh, boob jobs, free health insurance, everything. As Bernard Sanders would say, everything is free. In fact, you want a haircut? Go to my barber. It's free. You want free Ben & Jerry's? Free. Cars? Free. Gas? Free. Everything is free. And what did our parents tell us from the time we were little toddlers? Money doesn't grow on trees. And there is no such thing as a free lunch. However, the dumb lemmings who listen to these political clowns and these bureaucrats believe it. But we have to stand up and say enough is enough. And remember, most of these people that are pontificating and preaching against plastic or paper or climactic change they have a hidden agenda. It is called their bank account. Al Gore has made millions off his nonsensical prediction that the earth has the flu and we're going to have coastlines that are going to be overrun because of all the global warming. But yet, here we are, 20 years later after his supposed dire pre predictions. Here we are. Still living fine after all these predictions that we're going to have incredible climactic changes that if we don't do anything, we'll be gone. And yet we're all still here. The oceans haven't spilled over to the coasts. The earth hasn't, the, the continental shelf hasn't split in two. 
hasn't happened. Has not happened yet. Those people are the ones that enrich themselves. Al Gore made millions. All these other people need to be vegan. Vegan, vegan, vegan. Guarantee there's a hidden agenda. They're enriching themselves at the expense of our freedom. This country was founded on personal liberties, personal choice, and personal freedom. And what I get really, what I always find to be quite the Hippocratic dichotomy is that, and again, this is not a political statement one way or the other, but the same people that say women should have the right to choose what they do with their bodies, again, not to saying whether they should or shouldn't, that's not the point of the conversation, are the same people that saying we shouldn't have the right to choose whether we want to enjoy meat, steak, hot dogs, cigars, spirits, chicken, coffee, whatever. These are the same people that are saying we believe in freedom of choice for women, but not freedom of choice on other subjects for anyone else. You can't have it both ways. Not a political statement, just a statement of fact. So I say if you believe in freedom of choice, fine. I believe in freedom of choice for what I'm going to consume, what I would like to ingest without excessive taxation, regulation, and bureaucratic intervention in how I would like to live my life. That's what we all want. We don't want these dumb lemmings and bureaucrats and politicians who are all dumb. They are stupid. Scientifically proven fact. They don't need to tell us what to eat, what to drink, what to consume, what to smoke, and what to wear. The National Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony is around the corner. Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Apple, Android, and Kindle devices. You can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. As cigar connoisseurs, we love going to our cigar retailer, walking into the humidor, checking out the sights, the aromas, seeing what's new in the world of cigars. Well, I've got a great way that you can get three magnificent cigars shipped to you every month without leaving your home or your office. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club, where every month you will get three fantastic cigars shipped to you. For May 2019, we're featuring the Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel-Aged Cigars, a vertical sampler of their Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel-Aged 
Connecticut, Sungrown, and Maduro. Nick Perdomo has taken the combination of bourbon and cigars to the next level. Six-year-old wrapper leaves, charred oak barrels, they're aged for six to 14 months. The results are spectacular. Even though the filler blend of Nicaraguan tobaccos is the same across all three cigars, the wrapper gives it a slightly different taste. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club and get three great cigars delivered to you every month. Go to CigarDave.com and join now. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. For our Cigar Masters series, next hour we'll be joined by Ed Lehman, the Senior Brand Manager for General Cigar, overseeing their HATSA portfolio, which is Honduran American Tobacco. The former Villas on end of operations, including Hoya de Monterey, Punch, Excalibur, so for his appearance, I wanted to go a little retro. One of the great cigars that was launched back around 1992-93 by Frank Yanesa, the man behind Villazon for many years. Got to know him, legend in the world of cigars. Nobody works cigar tobaccos better than the great Frank Yanesa. Wonderful guy. Taught me a lot, actually, on my visits with him at the factory, smoking a Punch Royal Coronation with him in his office. But one of my favorite cigars, the Hoya de Monterey Excalibur. Magnificent. Comes in two different wrappers, the EMS Inglet, English Market Selection, which is a Connecticut shade, and a Maduro, a Connecticut broadleaf. I've pulled out a Hoya de Monterey Excalibur number one, Presidente. This is a big cigar. Ecuadorian Connecticut shade wrapper. Connecticut shade binder. Honduran, Nicaraguan, and Dominican filler. It is phenomenal. The size on this particular cigar is it's a pretty mammoth cigar. Seven and a quarter inches in length, 54 ring gauge. You could call that a Churchill, a Presidente. Beautiful cigar, about $7 suggested retail. One of these cigars that with all the new brands that, is, that have been introduced over the years, you tend to forget about some of these classic brands. So I'm going to enjoy the Hoya de Monterey Excalibur number one English market selection, the number one Maduro. After a big steak dinner or a spicy Cajun dinner, perfect. Great accompaniment. But the Excalibur EMS that I have selected is smooth. It's creamy, tasty, not overpowering, just a perfect balance. And it's going to go wonderfully with my tequila that I'm going to enjoy today. But I suggest, if you have not had an Excalibur in many years or never had an Excalibur, pick one of these up. Seven bucks, can't go wrong. Delicious cigar. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready to go. Ma ma Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. From the Cigar Dave R&D Laboratories, the guys with the white lab coats, pocket protectors, they just gave me a new, real mini. It's almost, uh, it's very slick, it's very small, very, very thin. They call it the waif for the wafer. The This is the Cigar Dave R&D wafer lighter it's got two flames that come off the side but very it almost looks very thin can only get maybe two lightations out of a out of this lighter because the tank is very small but that's what i will use today give this thing a try 
Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut as always. Oh, this cigar, I'll tell you, this Excalibur pig cigar, seven and a quarter inches, 54 ring gauge. I will toast the foot of the stick. Magnificent. Mm. Connecticut wrapper, Connecticut shade wrapper, Connecticut shade binder. So you know it's going to have some nice notes of sweetness. Nice filler blend gives it a little bit of body. Let me puff and rotate. Oh, yeah. Great draw. Mm. Long cigar. Very nice. Mm. A little bit more puffing action here. Taking my time, no rush. And I get the first few wafts of that aroma around my nose. Magnificent. Heavenly. Blow on the foot of the cigar. Perfect light. Take a few puff. Outstanding. Even my canine protector and security detail. Puppy canine. Royal Baron. Pendragon's Royal Baron has just come up next to me. He wants to get a whiff of this cigar. It's so good. Outstanding. We continue. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, last week, as you know, we sampled, I don't know, 27, 28 different tequilas for Cinco de Mayo tequila tasting maneuvers. And I've got to tell you, one of them that was one of my five-star selections was the Suerte Extra Añejo tequila. Made with 100% Tahona crushed agaves, the tequilas are double distilled, first in stainless steel vats, then a copper still. Takes 17 hours to complete. Then it's a single barrel lease, aged for seven years in charred American white oak whiskey barrels. 40% alcohol by volume, so 80 proof. And this is incredibly smooth. I mean, 100% Blue Weber Agave, which is the creme de la creme, and just ultra-aged, Fantastic. Just going to pour a little bit of this. Wow. Man, incredible. Just beautiful notes on the uh, on the nose. I, I tell you, I could just sit here and just sniff this all show long. It is that smooth and that sweet. Just absolutely magnificent. It's, I think it's going to run you about, I think we said this, about 45 50 bucks a bottle, but nice maple notes on the nose. Let me say cheers here. Take a sip. Mm. Very, very pleasant. Mm. Very nice. Lovely. Nice warmth, approachable, no bite. Also love the Suerte Reposado, 36 bucks. Very, very nice. Now, before we go, here's a suggestion for Mother's Day tomorrow. On the grill, make for your mom, your wife, Sister, whatever. Grilled filet mignon eggs Benedict. Filet mignon, some nice eggs, got some nice hollandaise sauce. Do it all on the grill, 100%. We're posting the recipe at CigarDave.com and on social media. Combines three very important food groups. Meat, eggs, and hollandaise sauce. Can't go wrong. Our number two of the Cigar Dave Show. Cigar Master Series comes your way next. 
Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General, General Cigar, cigar Dave. Dave. Well, I'm thoroughly enjoying my Hoya de Monterey Excalibur. And I told you earlier on in the show there is a very important reason that I decided that the Excalibur would be my Litation cigar today. First of all, it's a fabulous cigar going way, way back. It's an oldie but goodie. You can never go wrong with it. Yes, there's tons of new brands that have come out, but sometimes the classics are still classics. And the Hoya de Monterey Excalibur fits that bill. Important reason, that's the first. But the second, in just a few moments, we'll be joined by Ed Lehman, the senior brand manager for General Cigar, overseeing their Hatsa, their Honduran American tobacco brands, the Hoya de Monterey, Excalibur, Punch. And as I enjoy this cigar and a sip of my Suerte Extra Añejo tequila. Mm. Life is good in Command Center Alpha. All right, without any further delay, it is my pleasure to first up introduce for our Cigar Masters series, our Cigar Masters segment, Ed Lehman, who joins us from Richmond. Sergeant Steve, hit the liner. The latest news in the world of cigars from those who produce the sticks. It's the Cigar Masters series, only on the Cigar Dave Show. And I should probably speak like Jim Nance from the tower at the 18th hole as we introduce Ed Lehman, just like being at the Masters. Ed, I'm going to speak slowly and quietly to give you the, the, really the deference that you deserve, being a very important cog in the General Cigar Wheel, celebrating the Cigar Masters series. Did you like that intro, especially with the music, the liner? It just fits nicely. Dave. I loved it. I'm very happy to be with you guys. Uh, I didn't know there was going to be tequila, you know, at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, but uh, but but maybe I can uh, make a quick text to, to 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 get my anejo here as well, you know. But very happy well, to be here with you guys, Dave. Well, it's it's great to have you. And last week we conducted uh, Cinco de Mayo tequila tasting maneuvers. We sampled, I think, 28 or 29 different tequilas. And this Suerte Extra Añejo, mm. which is a relatively new brand, phenomenal, reasonably priced, one of my five-star selections from all the tequilas we tasted last week, goes perfectly with the Excalibur. So when I see you at the IPCPR Cigar Retailers Convention in Vegas the end of June, you and I are going to light up an Excalibur, and I will buy you a round of Suerte Extra Añejo at the Venetian or the Palazzo Bar. Whichever bar is uh, happening at the time, we'll do it. I love it, Dave. Thank you so much. All right, first up, want to also say a big hello to your father, Jan Lehman, who lives in Greenville, big Cigar Dave Show fan, a lieutenant in the Alpha Army. I remember last year I had to do a little recording for you in the General Cigar booth, and uh, how's your dad doing? He's doing he's doing fantastic, Dave. Thanks for asking. I told him that I was going to be on with you this morning, you know, and uh, 
you know, I, there's, there's, uh, you know, through the text, there was a hint of jealousy that, that, you know, like I get to, uh, you know, spend, spend the quality time with you guys. But, uh, but yes, he's been listening to your show for a while now. Uh, you know, very excited that, that, uh, I get the opportunity to, uh, speak with you and, and, and everybody involved. Uh, so a big shout out to him in, uh, in Greenville. Uh, hope he's doing well. Outstanding. Ed, let's talk about your background. Um, uh... I think you've been with General, what, five, six, seven years, something along those lines? Well, uh, you know, funny enough, Dave, you know, like, so so I've been with General Cigar since 2006. Oh, I didn't realize it was that long. It's It's been a long time. You know, it's uh, as soon as, as General Cigar moved down from North Carolina, to, or I'm sorry, from New York City to Virginia, uh, right. That's that's really when I I popped on board. I'm very fortunate to uh, you know get this job. I was coming out of grad school. Uh, you know, had uh, a passion for believe it or not advertising. Spent a lot of money to get a degree in advertising, but realized that you know uh, the creative ideas really come from the client. And so I spent a lot of time trying to uh, get in in into various client roles. Uh, but as a 26 year old kid, uh, you know, in 2006, it was it's very hard. Uh, luckily for me, I was I was working uh, through uh, in between my first and second year of grad school with a with a fellow that I became close with, and and he actually moved up to New York to be the in-house creative director for General Cigar uh, before they moved. And so, uh, funny stories, you know, I was calling him and you know seeing how he was. And he's like, Ed, you're not going to believe this. General Cigar is moving back down to Richmond. I said, Oh, that's great. You know, Brad, are you are you coming too? He's like, No, I hate Richmond. I'm going to stay in New York. I said, okay, right. give me all of your contacts because this sounds very interesting, you know, very exciting. I didn't know much about cigars then, but, but there was just something that drew me to uh, wanting to reach out to them. Because, you know, as you know, Dave, not a lot of people from New York City would want to come down to Richmond, Virginia. So I knew that there was going to be openings. So um, <laughs> the tenacity uh, that, that I possessed at the time, uh, I reached out to Brad for over a year and a half uh, you know, contacting people like Cooper Gardner and Bill Chillian, you know, sure. just saying, Hey, listen, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in this, you know, I know that there's going to be a need, you know, just, uh, keep me in consideration. So for a year and a half, I would make things out of cigar boxes. I'd send them portfolios and resumes, articles to the point when they finally moved down, they're like, Ed, listen, we don't know whether to call the cops or hire you on the spot. <laughs> so luckily they hired me on the spot, you know, and, uh, the rest is, uh, the rest is history. So, you know, well over a decade into tobacco, um, I did step away for a few years to go work with Altria uh, from 14 to 16. Um, so really good experience there. But 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 in uh, in early 2017, I popped back to General Cigar, uh, and it was a whole new a whole new era of of Scandinavian Tobacco Group and General Cigar. Uh, I've been fortunate, if, if you'll if you'll say that, to to see the uh, the generational aspect of General Cigar as a company, moving from the Daniel Nunez era to the Dan Carr era to the uh, to the Regis uh, the Regis era. So I have seen General Cigar sort of evolve throughout the years, um, and I think we're poised for very very great things uh, moving forward, um, even with with some uncertainties on the on the horizon with FDA and other regulations. Uh, we're, we're really poised to move. We've got some really good energy. Uh, we're really focusing on the brands, I think, the way that we should. Um, and it's really, you know, driven by the, the hobby and the passion that cigar consumers have uh, and us sort of watching the evolution of the, of the cigar consumer. You know, for an example, you talked about Excalibur. 
you know, Excalibur being around since about 1992, uh, really tied to Hoyt Monterey and Frankie right. Neza. Frankie um, Neza, great guy, a master those, with working with tobacco. Oh my God, you know, Dave, I'm sure you have, but you know, with me being the brand manager for for Hoyo de Monterey, um, really looking at the history of how that brand was brought over from Cuba to Central America. <clears throat> Frankie Neza and Danny Blumenthal uh, and all those guys were were truly uh, pioneers, uh, and I, and I'm really gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by this statement uh, for all of your listeners. Without Frankie Neza, you know the Central American cigar cigar culture would not be what it is today. They were the Agreed. ones that, that 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 trailblazed Honduras and Nicaragua with all the growing the patriarchal growing families in Nicaragua. They brought the seeds over from Cuba. They had the That's foresight right. to plant that tobacco and create that culture there before the Cuban embargo even even happened. A close collaboration between the Oliva family, not yes. Oliva Cigar, but the Oliva Tobacco family here in Tampa. Angel Oliva Sr., who was very, very close with Frank, and they actually worked on that together. And you hit it right on the head. Nobody wanted to go down to Honduras and Nicaragua right. at the time. They were in third world. They were fifth world. But Frank did, and so did uh, Angel Oliva, and the rest is history. But yep. nobody could take average tobacco and turn it into absolute gold uh, like Frank Yaneza. And I will a great story. I would always go see them. I've known Frank and his daughter Carol and and uh, Tino Gonzalez, who mm-hmm. was partners with Frank. And when you would walk into their building here in in West Tampa, their cigar. The Villazon factory, where one time they, they actually uh, made uh, machine-made cigars. You'd walk into their office, and it would be—it was unpretentious. You'd see Frank at one desk, and right by the side there would be Tino at the other desk, and they would always have cigars lined up behind them, and they were always punch royal coronations. Mm-hmm. And whenever I'd go to see Frank and Tino, I'd walk in, shake their hand. Frank would say, "Sit down," and before I could sit down. He'd say, you want a cigar? And before I could answer yes, he'd already be handing me a Punch Royal Coronation from the tube. And they were so such unassuming men. And an interesting story about Frank, I've got to relay, that Carol, his daughter, told me that they had a worker there that had been there like 10 years. And she, all the tobacco processing was done in the basement. And Frank spent most of his time in the basement of this big cigar factory, working with the tobacco, checking the tobacco, smelling the tobacco, making sure it was bulked properly. So Carol happens to be talking with this one employee, and Frank walks by and you know says good morning. And the lady says, Carol, I've got a qu- Who is that? I see him here all the time. She said, that's my father. That's Frank Yaneza. She couldn't believe it. He, he, there was the president, the co-owner of the company. He was so unassuming that again, he wasn't the kind of guy that you know was in a, a big fancy CEO corner office. He loved being around the tobacco, and I think that those seeds that were planted then still remain today. And I know that you have that same passion for the brands as did Frank Yanessa for the tobacco, as well as those great brands. Agreed, agreed, and and I, I truly believe that Frank Yanessa created a Honduran profile. You know, with the creation of Punch and Huerta Monterey and Sancho Panza, Don Tomas, it 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 truly is unique. You know, you know, Dave, have you seen the you've seen the progression in our industry go from what's hot in Dominican, you know, to what's hot in Nicaragua? But but Honduras sure. often gets overlooked, but it does, it does have a a very unique uh, profile 
and that was created by Yaneza, blended by Estella Padron. Like, it's it's incredible if you peel back the layers of the story um, of Hatsa and Villazan. It's it's just incredible. I mean, as a brand manager, I I'm looking at my arm, Dave, and I, I'm I get goosebumps just talking about it because yeah. to be in this industry and and to and to be able to um, have the opportunity to work on brands that that share that story is incredible for me. Yeah, and Frank was just such a, an incredible man, just so down to earth, very humble, opinionated, very opinionated, and and knew where you stood on things, but just one of the just the gems uh, in the world of cigars. And you know, he just to him, it was all about making great cigars. The tobacco wasn't into the accolades, wasn't into all of that. Right. In fact, there were times when I try to get him on the show, and literally. You know, he would resist because he's like, I don't want the publicity. And right. I finally would tell Carol, Carol, I've got to archive your dad's, you know, history. And we were able to get him on numerous times. And one of my favorite cigars that obviously I'm enjoying today, again, an oldie but goodie, a classic that goes back, I think, like you say, to 1992, somewhere in that area. When I started the show in 1995, the Excalibur, phenomenal cigar, and just incredibly smooth i've got the number one yep. which i absolutely love it's a big cigar yep seven and a quarter inch by 54 uh you know really a i would consider a churchill sized uh, cigar just magnificent the connecticut shade wrapper on this is beautiful it's extremely smooth this is the kind of cigar that whether you like a full flavored cigar or a mild bodied cigar this is just the taste profile is fabulous, and sometimes with all the new brands that you've introduced, it gets kind of tossed to the wayside because people forget about it. It sure does. But that cigar that you're smoking, Dave, is the is is the undisputed king of Honduran cigars, right? That that blend embodies everything that was happening, you know, at that point in time. And you're right, it's not it's not the Drew Estate, it's not the you know, AJ Fernandez blend, but it is something that if you want to go back to, you know, again, the king of Honduran cigars and experience, you know, what the industry used to taste like and should taste like, you can't go wrong with that Excalibur number one. Yeah, and the Maduro is magnificent as well. That's incredible. I love the number one, but after a great steak dinner, to me, the Hoya de Monterey Excalibur number one Maduro, absolutely magnificent. It really just, it's a tasty cigar it's a meaty cigar pardon the pun but it is again smooth with some spice but you cannot go wrong and and really again that, that excalibur it's one of those brands that you know frank created that to me at the time was a super premium cigar at a very very value reasonable price point agreed yep let's stay in the excalibur line while we're here we may as well stay because the excalibur you've had some nice line extensions the Excalibur Cameroon with a Cameroon uh, mm. wrapper, Connecticut Broadleaf binder, Dominican, Honduran, Nicaraguan fillers. A little bit spicier, a little bit more tooth to the cigar. Mm -hmm. uh, again, another cigar that kind of gets lost in the portfolio of all the new launches that you've had the last few years. You know, that's that's correct. And, and you know, we're, if we're staying in the vein, we need to talk about Dark Knight, too, because Absolutely. You know, we have Excalibur, sure. which is, the you know, it has the Claro wrapper and it's got the Broadleaf. You know, and then the Cameroon, like you said, has the Cameroon, uh, and then you have the Dark Knight. So all three of these blends, you know, uh, really created to sort of push the envelope, you know, as far as uh, profile 
uh, was in the day. And you have to understand that the profile that consumers wanted, you know, this this really approached the fuller bodied profile of the time. You know, it's, you know, if you smoked it now, you know, uh, compared to the other stuff that's out there, you'll, you'll notice that, you know, that it's not as spicy as some of the new stuff, but you know, like at the time, those cigars, uh, were considered very full body cause we're talking mid nineties, you know? And so, uh, nobody really wanted that spicy Nicaraguan, you know, right. feel that you get with, uh, with the cigars coming out now, um, but yeah, I mean, it, the the variety of, of blend and wrapper that we have on the Excalibur line uh, is incredible. Um, but you're right, you know, the Cameroon and Dark Knight especially have have been subjected to the glut of cigars being offered into the market. Now, you know, with that said, you've got humidors that have thousands of cigars that are all really good cigars. And and the good thing about about our industry, uh, you know, is that is that you know, most of the people out there are actually making really, really good products, you know, and so we've created a consumer, you know, that is really expecting something new and something bold. Um, so listen, it's just a natural progression that, that, you know, things like the dark Knight and the Cameroon, the 1066 would get lost, you know, in the progression, the evolution of our industry. The thing about those cigars, you know, people want tasty cigars, rich, spicy cigars. What they don't want is a harsh cigar that's going to make them lightheaded, that's going to just hit on the back of the throat in a very harsh manner. And none of the Excaliburs, whether it's the Dark Knight, the Cameroon, obviously the Excalibur, Natural or Excalibur Maduro, none of them hit that point. They're all rich. They're all different. They're all unique. At great, great price points, by the way, I might add. But they're just very, very smooth. And again, that's the legacy of Frank Ineza. Everything he made, yep. he wanted to be tasty, but not to be harsh in any way. Correct. Ed Lehman, the senior brand manager, General Cigar, overseeing the Honduran American tobacco portfolio, the Hoya de Monterey, the Excalibur, the Punch. Let's talk about Hoya La Amistad, a relatively new release interesting story there it was our april 2019 officers club selection and when you said general we want to do hoyla amistad a vertical tasting of the gold the silver the black i was ecstatic because that is a full talk about full-bodied cigar Mm. those it's all a full-bodied line but they're all unique and that's an interesting collaboration with aj fernandez one of the young bucks if you will in the cigar industry based in nicaragua sure yep so, you know, Dave, what I gave you is is a really good selection of of La Amistad, and we we collaborated with AJ Fernandez in 2016 to really start this project. And in 16, we launched Excalibur. I'm sorry, La Amistad Gold. Right. Um, you know, really great you know story, but it was the first time that you know Excalibur or La Amistad or Hoya Monterey as a brand um, got out of Honduras. You know, it's the first time that that. You know, we had collaborated as a company with with somebody outside of our own uh, people. Um, so La Amistad, meaning friendship, uh, it was the perfect sort of segue for Hoya Monterey to sort of uh, reach out, handshake with AJ Fernandez. You know, uh, you know, very, very, like you said, young buck. You know, but but he had a very good eye for blends that were full body that really represented Nicaragua coming out of his factory. Um, so it, at the time, it seemed like a very natural progression for us to, you know, collaborate with somebody um, that was really known for you know, full-bodied cigars and full-bodied experience. 
Um, anybody in the industry or outside of the industry that knows General Cigar, you know, we, we do have uh, you know, a tremendous portfolio of really great blends. But full-bodied blends, um, I, you know, I'd be hard-pressed to find you know, a lot of people that say, oh, yeah, General Cigar is known for full-bodied blends. We have them, but we're just really not known for that. You know, whereas AJ Fernandez, you know, he gave us that credibility not only to collaborate on something really neat, um, but also sort of approach this profile that our consumers were asking for, right? So in 2016, La Amistad, uh, we did gold. Uh, it's got a beautiful Ecuadorian story. It's got an Ecuadorian Criollo wrapper, uh, Nicaraguan Criollo binder, uh, and then, you know, the Nicaraguan uh, Criollo and Corojo fillers, right? So it's an all Nicaraguan story. Um, it's got a very, uh, a very tasty seed strain um, that's very ancient in our industry, you know, the Criollo seed strain. Uh, and it's, it's really an exercise in, in that Criollo strain. You know, in 2017, we launched Silver, and this is really an exercise in, in Habano. You know, um, I'm a big fan of Ecuadorian tobaccos. Um, they provide a lot of flavor, whether it's Criollo, Corojo, Habano, Connecticut. You know, they just add a really big depth to that cigar. So in 17, we had the Silver, um, Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Nicaraguan Habano binder, and then that Nicaraguan Habano uh, filler. So a really deep and rich profile, um, a little bit darker than the gold. And, and when, I, when I was telling my sales force about this, it's, it's like, well, think about, you know, a bourbon and a rye, you know, whereas it's, it's the same process, same beverage, um, but, but the grains that are used, the combination of grains when you add that rye typically adds that spiciness. You know, so so that's that's how I feel about the silver. It has it has that additional spice, you know, and back of the mouth, back of the throat sort of hit a little bit that you would expect from a fuller body Nicaraguan cigar. All right, Ed, hold it right there. Our guest, Ed Lehman, senior brand manager, General Cigar, overseeing their hot portfolio, their Hoy de Monterey, their Punch Excalibur. We'll continue our Cigar Masters series conversation with Ed as we continue front and center on The Cigar Dave Show. This month's Cigar Dave Officers Club selection is a Perdomo Habano Reserve Bourbon Barrel Aged Vertical Sampler, including the Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel Aged Maduro. This medium to full-bodied smoke has rich, robust flavors and notes of dark cocoa and roasted coffee. Get cigars like these shipped directly to you every month by joining the Cigar Dave Officers Club today. Get details at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional Line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown 
Padrón Habano Tobacco. Available in natural or maduro. Experience Padrón. For your Padrón retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padrón is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Getting it straight from the horse's mouth. More of our Cigar Master Series, only on the Cigar Dave Show. Ed Lehman, Senior Brand Manager at General Cigar. Longtime friend. Oversees the Hatsa, Honduran American Tobacco Portfolio of the Hoya de Monterrey, the Punch, the Excalibur, all fantastic cigars. Tracing its lineage back to... The Viazon days, Villazon with Frank Yanessa and Danny Blumenthal, Tino Gonzalez. And uh, Ed, we left off at Hoyla Amistad. We talked about the gold and the silver, part of the April 2019 Cigar Dave Officers Club vertical sampler. The other cigar that's in then, that's a full-bodied line collaboration with A.J. Fernandez, the Hoyla Amistad Black as I said in the cigar dis- in the description that we put in the in all the the samplers, the Hoyla Amistad Black is the spicy firecracker of the portfolio. Talk about major bold taste. The La Amistad Black, that's it. Yeah, I agree, Dave. You know, and uh, you know when we debuted this at IPCPR, you know, I was smoking the Rothschild, and I was I was just blown away. You know, it, it was it just delivered on everything that. Uh, that we wanted, you know, the, the strength and the flavor. This is a cigar, you know, very similar to Punch Diablo, where it might be too full, full for some people, and that's okay, you know. Um, but what we wanted to do with this line is, is provide you a range of experiences. And, you know, that La Amistad Black uh, really delivers, uh, you know, and amps up that strength. Um, while not, not being too overpowering, you know, it's just got that really – uh, precise balance of flavor and strength, you know, and, and with the other ones, the silver and the gold with Habano leaf and Criollo, um, this is really that exercise in Ecuador and Sumatra, right? So we tried to get the wrapper as dark as we could. So we actually claimed that this is an Oscuro wrapper, uh, just because of the color shade on that Sumatra, you know, if you look at other Sumatra leaves, it's, it's, uh, we're able to sort of get that color up to that Rosado or that Colorado, but very rare do you see that 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 shade going past Maduro into the squirrel world, right? So not saying it can't be done, but you know we asked AJ to really amp this up um, so that he got that Sumatra leaf, um, you know, a shade of dark, you know, that we were really happy with. It's got a Mexican binder, uh, and it's all Nicaraguan Habano uh, Lajeros, right? So just right off the bat, we've got a recipe that is just built for strength and flavor, right? Really happy with that. No question about it. Uh, what of those three, the gold, the silver, the Hoyla Amistad Black, which one is the most popular in terms of selling? Uh, well, right now, Dave, it's the gold. You know, so um, the original. The gold, yeah, the original is, is the one that is, uh, that is being approached the most. Uh, silver a little bit less. Uh, I actually happen to like the silver blend. I, I do, too. Um, I like the, the silver, that the, the, the spice with a little mocha-like, almost like a right. coffee-like hint on it. 
Correct. Yeah. And so, you know, with, with black, black is, black is really, um, doing some, some great things for us. Um, you know, but it's, it's, it really has become now that I've offered, you know, three different extensions of La Amistad with AJ, uh, you know, it really sort of hits just, uh, what the consumer's sort of wanting to feel that day or experience that day, you know, and a lot of, you know, the, the cigar worlds, you know, it's a, it's a picky bunch of people, right? So that fuller bodied experience, you can see, oh, I got to smoke this after lunch or after dinner, after a big steak, you know, whereas the gold is approachable all day long, you know, the silver is a little bit spicy, but again, approachable all day long, not saying that all three of them aren't approachable, but you know, that black, you know, it, there's, there's a particular time, I think, uh, that the consumer has within their day where they, they really sort of pick up those fuller bodied cigars. Now, you made the announcement earlier this week about a new Hoya La Amistad, the Dark Sumatra. To a degree, kind of making a comeback, because that Dark Sumatra does exist in the uh, Hoya line, but now you're going to be bringing it and, and, and making it with uh, A.J. Fernandez in Nicaragua. So talk about the Hoya La Amistad Dark Sumatra, that new addition to the lineup. Yeah, you know... Um Really, really great segue. Really happy to to you know talk about this, right? So, when I'm looking at my portfolio, you know, there's there's uh, we have a tremendous amount of brands that that have that have seen better days. You know, they were very popular in the '80s or the '90s or the or the early 2000s, and because there's so much going on, um, as a result, consumers are just sort of trending elsewhere. So, I had Dark Sumatra, really a really great blend for Hoya Monterey. Um, you know, I, I wanted it to do and be more, you know, and the way that I had it now, you know, it just didn't make sense for me to invest a lot of, you know, uh, creative energy to try to bring back, you know, an old brand like that. So I was like, well, what would be really interesting is, is if we sort of gave, uh, the challenge to AJ, like, all right, AJ, um, a little bit different than silver, gold, and black, you know, here's the recipe for dark Sumatra. You know, and, and we're actually going to make this a La Amistad, you know, um, extension, right? So use use the recipe that we have, uh, but, you know, use your tobaccos, use your methods, use your fermentation, use your factory to sort of create this experience, right? So we're going to delist uh, Dark Sumatra at some point in time and sort of transition to La Amistad Dark Sumatra. Um, but the blend recipe is the same, um, but it's made by AJ in Nicaragua, right? So... Um, we changed the box, you know, and it fits more into the Lamastad line now versus the Hoya de Monterey. Uh, we still have that, that cedar veneer around the cigar to sort of up the premium quality of that uh, and the experience. Um, but the color combinations that we have going, you can look at on CA or Half Wheel, um, that red and black really is going to make it stand apart. Uh, really great, uh, you know, blend experience. Um, Full bodied, of course, uh, because that's what we challenged AJ to do. Um, but here's the broadleaf, and here's, you know, the broadleaf binder, and here's the Honduran, Dominican, and, and Nicaraguan fillers, um, but just reinterpreted. You know, we see this happen all the time, whether it's, you know, beverages, uh, you know, spirits of beers or wines, or even chefs, for example, is that they can take, you know, an existing recipe and just add their, their fingerprint to it and change the whole experience. And that's what you'll find with Dark Sumatra. Well, I cannot wait to, when I see you at IPCPR, to try that because I was a big uh, Dark Sumatra, Hoy de Mont, Don, uh, initial Dark Sumatra fan. Absolutely love that cigar. So I cannot wait to taste AJ's uh, interpretation of that uh, cigar. By the way, what suggested retail on the, uh, 
on the new AJ Fernandez, Hoya de Monterey, uh, or Hoya Amistad, uh, Dark Sumatras. What are we looking at? Uh, you know, we're looking at between uh, you know eight and nine dollars is where we'll be per cigar. Um, you know, so still within that affordability range, um, less than ten dollars uh, really is that threshold. Um, you know, so between you know that that low eights um, to uh, high eights, uh, low nines is where you'll find Dark Sumatra. Gotcha. So still reasonably priced cigar, and I love the packaging that that you hit at that box. Just the entire look of that La Amistad is excellent. While we're on the subject of talking about the uh, International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Convention, new releases, just uh, hard to believe it's the end of next month, the end of June, a little bit earlier than in previous years, which I know you love because you have about two and a half less weeks to get ready. But are any, are there any other... Uh, brands or cigars you're going to be releasing at IPCPR from the Hot Support Folio or General Cigar? Yeah, we have a few um, that are coming out. You know, just uh, to spill the beans a little bit for your listeners, um, I'm also going to launch, it's going to be a limited edition uh, project. Um, uh, let's see, if I, re- if I remember quick, I'll have to go back and look, but uh, I think there's about a thousand boxes that I want to do. Uh, it's, a, it's under Hoyt de Monterey Banner. Uh, I'm calling it El Torcedor, you know, and the, the and the like Torcedor it. and the El Torcedores are the are the people that are making your cigars in our factories. And I really wanted it to be, you know, an exercise in. We have, uh, you know, some very talented folks, you know, at our factory making uh, cigars, uh, whether it's Dominican Republic or Honduras or Nicaragua, you know. And one thing that we talk about often in our industry is the art and craft of this business, you know, and when you really talk about the art and craft, you really are talking about the torcedors that are making these cigars, the bunchers, you know, that, that are making these bunches, the rollers that are applying the leaf, uh, you know, everybody, uh, that touches this cigar, you know, in my mind is, is, is a craftsman. Um, so, uh, so Hoyt Monterey El Torcedor, uh, is really an exercise, you know, in just sort of giving back to our factory and, and it's not about what I create. It's what about it's about what they create. You know, so it's a very uh, beautiful size. One of my favorite sizes. You know, um, I won't spill too much about the blend, but you know, it does have an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper on it. It is a Perfecto Figurado size. Um, it's a beautiful box that's cliched and screen printed. Uh, really good experience um, that I feel like the consumers will have. Um, Price point will be more around the ten dollars range, um, but that's what you get with these difficult sizes, you know. And only a handful of these people are, are making these boxes in our factory. This one in particular will be made in Dominican Republic, uh, just because as, as STG we share a lot of resources. Um, when you and I first met, Dave, I was working on Macanudo and Partigas and Cohiba, so I do have a soft spot in my heart for all of my folks in the Dominican Republic. So, this is a way to sort of use those those uh, you know resources that we have in all of our our factories, uh, you know, that are pivotal in sort of developing these blends. Uh, but yeah, so Hoy de Monterey uh, El Torcedor, limited edition. Um, don't know who's going to get it yet, you know, but it will be uh, at the show uh for people to 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 buy for their stores so your consumers can sort of look out for it uh make sure you come by dave i'll give you a sample or two uh, and we can talk about a little bit more well i could tell you you said you don't know who's going to get it i can tell you this general is definitely going to get a few for sure and i always have a great time with you and uh, the rest of the general cigar folks uh 
in your in your great booth. It's always very hospitable, and I look forward to that. When we come back for our final and concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show and our Cigar Masters Series with uh, Ed Lehman, the Senior Brand Manager, General Cigar, overseeing the Hoya de Monterey Punch and Excalibur portfolios, we'll talk about Hoya de Monterey tradition. That's a great cigar. We'll talk about that. Then we'll get into the punch lineup because punch has been re, really rebranded, just very modernistic approach to the brand. Great cigars. We'll talk about that as we wrap it up today, right around the corner. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is a Perdomo Habano Reserve Bourbon Barrel Aged Vertical Sampler, including the Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel Aged Connecticut. This medium-bodied Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper offers a rich, creamy smoke with a buttery, smooth finish. Want these cigars shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner, or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth, it will entice you to enjoying more and more of the Vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. As cigar connoisseurs, we love going to our cigar retailer, walking into the humidor, checking out the sights, the aromas, seeing what's new in the world of cigars. Well, I've got a great way that you can get three magnificent cigars shipped to you every month without leaving your home or your office. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club, where every month you will get three fantastic cigars shipped to you. For May 2019, we're featuring the Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel-Aged Cigars, a vertical sampler of their Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel-Aged, Connecticut, Sun-Grown, and Maduro. Nick Perdomo has taken the combination of bourbon and cigars to the next level. Six-year-old wrapper leaves, charred oak barrels, they're aged for six to 14 months. The results are spectacular. Even though the filler blend of Nicaraguan tobaccos is the same across all three cigars, the wrapper gives it a slightly different taste. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club and get three great cigars delivered to you every month. Go to CigarDave.com and join now. The General gets you the latest cigar intel, direct from those producing the cigars. Here's Cigar Dave with more in our Cigar Masters Series. Ed Lehman, Senior Brand Manager, General Cigar, overseeing the Honduran American tobacco portfolio consisting of Hoy de Monterey, Excalibur, and Punch. Ed, 
Before we move along to punch, one cigar I want to bring up very briefly, a beautiful stick. The Hoya de Tradition has a beautiful Honduran Hamastron Viso Rosada wrapper. It's just medium-bodied, creamy cigar. Love that cigar. Another hidden gem. You know, Dave, you're right. It is a hidden gem. You know, and it's uh, out of Hoya de Monterey. Uh, it's probably one of the most Cuban-esque uh, brands and blends that we have in the Hoya de Monterey portfolio. You know, like the packaging is very reminiscent um, of days in past. Uh, the blend is, like you said, very medium, uh, but approachable, you know, almost almost the mellow to medium sort of range. Uh, it just has a great experience. There's only like three sizes left, um, but it's if you can find it, smoke it because it truly is uh, a fantastic cigar. Well, bring a box for me to the IPCPR, because I'll tell you what, we'll add that to the list of cigars we'll enjoy while we uh, have a little tequila. How's that? Yes, sir. That sounds great. All right. Now, let's move along to Punch. That's uh, kind of your baby. The Punch had a, a total brand refresh, a modernization, if you will, two years ago. New packaging, new bands, a couple of new blends. Very, very nice. And the Punch Diablo is a, is a line that you're really giving a lot of love to right now. Yeah, we're giving a lot of love to it, uh, you know, and, and uh, very proud of what it's become. You know, it's really uh, it's really lighting the shelves on fire, you know, if you will. But in the same vein as the La Amistad, it, it is a collaboration project with AJ because we needed that, that legitimacy to sort of amp up the strength of what we wanted to sort of accomplish with Diablo. Um, I just extended it, so now it has five sizes uh, ranging from you know that classic champion size within punch, the four and a half by sixty, which is tapered, a little fat boy cigar, all the way to a six and a half by sixty six box press cigar, right? So it's got a really great range of flavor or um, sizes for people that either enjoy a shorter smoke or a larger smoke, but everything in the middle from a robusto toro and a gigante uh, sits right in that uh, really enjoyable size range for people. Uh, the blend is a scuro. It's dark, it's rich, uh, it's mysterious, but it does deliver that spice uh, and that strength that, um, that you would expect with something called Diablo. Um, and like I said about the black earlier, Dave, this blend, I don't want anybody to think that, you know, this is for everybody because, you know, if you don't enjoy full body blends, this might not be for you. Your palate might not be ready for it, but very happy with what we accomplished. Um, right now it's actually doing really well, uh, in retail. Um, people seem to really enjoy it. Uh, so I, I, I have no, uh, no regrets about, about anything with Diablo. It's a really great blend. That Ecuadorian Sumatra Oscuro is just oh. a beautiful wrapper. Tons of flavor, it's incredible. tons of spice, no question. Let's go to the Punch Classico. Again, when you talk about Punch, this is uh, kind of the original classic line. Can't go wrong with Punch Classico. You know, it's it's the same uh, way that we started this segment, Dave. You're smoking the Excalibur number one, you know, and just talking about the history and the heritage that you personally have had with that brand. Well, Punch is no different. Punch has been around a long time. It's the third oldest brand in the category. Uh, we started making it in Villazon in the, in the in the early 60s. Um, it's just been incredible. Uh, with Punch Classico, it's got the EMS, so the it's got the Sumatra wrapper on one of the extensions. It's also got a broadleaf extension and a double broadleaf, which is a broadleaf and a broadleaf binder. Um, the one thing that that you know I've seen and experienced with with the Classico line is that. I used to think, you know, that it was sort of pigeonholed into this. Oh, it was, it's just a good cigar for the money. Um, but what people were, 
uh, expressing was that this is one of the most consistent cigars out in the market, and it happens to be uh, pretty affordable, right? So consistency is the key and the king with Punch Classico. You can't go wrong with that cigar. It's the Goldilocks of cigars. It's not too strong. It's not too soft. It's right in the middle, and it pleases everybody. I love the Punch Classico EMS in the London Club. 5 by 40 Corona. It's a classic size. Frank Yanezza loved that size. I love that size. You can't go wrong. Let's move along to the Rare Corojo. That is a cigar that was initially a limited release. It is fabulous when it came out. Huge hit. Is that uh, still a limited release certain times of the year? You know, we still, it's the same thing with Macadena Gold Label. We still only uh, roll out Rare Corojo. Uh, between February and May, you know, so uh, it is the best of the best as far as the wrapper leaves are concerned. We really take our time with it. Uh, we open the window in February, uh, you know, and then sort of close that window down in May. Uh, but everybody sort of gets their opportunity to get it. Uh, it's always been uh, just a driver for us. You know, it has a really good following. Uh, you know, the flavor is in line with what I was saying earlier with this Honduran and this hot sub profile that we've created. Uh, just really, really enjoyable smoke. Uh, it's not going anywhere. Uh, in fact, it's it's only going to get better as as we go back. I'm going to start bringing back you know limited edition sizes like we used to do, um, but it should be in your humidor if it's not. All right, in 30 seconds, tell me about the Punch Egg Roll. You brought it out around April Fool's, reasonably priced cigar, one size, looked like uh, you know a fortune on the back. Yeah, great cigar, limited. People love that medium, mild to medium flavored. Great, great success with that. Yeah, so 30 seconds. The egg roll, um, my initial thought, Dave, was honestly to do a fake press release for you guys, you know, just sort of freak you guys out. But I also had a blend in mind, too. So um, I made it work. I convinced people to let me do something crazy like that. Um, but most importantly, this egg roll, four and a half by 50, was I set it at a $4 SRP. And people are like, dude, you need to charge more for that. I'm like, well, listen. I want to I want to get it out in April when people are starting to get out of the snow and the cold, and I want to I want to use it to reward people for being a part of the brand, and people that haven't experienced punch before it gives them the opportunity to try, okay? So that four dollar cigar allows you to sort of come out of hibernation and really grab a cigar um, that is meaningful for for you. You don't have to spend ten dollars on it; you can spend four, you know. And so it's just basically a reward for people, you know, as a way for me to say thank you for for being part of punch. And if you haven't tried punch, Welcome to the family. Great cigar, and I have a feeling that makes see the light of day another time again. Ed Lehman, the senior brand manager for General Cigar, overseeing the HATSA portfolio, the Honduran American tobacco portfolio of Hoya de Monterey Punch Excalibur. Great response, Ed, on the Hoya La Amistad uh, vertical sampler for the April Officers Club selection. I appreciate you coming on for our Cigar Master Series, and I'll see you in Vegas next month. See you in a couple weeks, Dave. Thank you. And again, it was my pleasure. All right. That is Ed Lehman of General Cigar. And again, that Hoyla Amistad absolutely went through the roof. It was a phenomenal Officers Club selection, as is our May Officers Club selection, the Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel-Aged Vertical Sampler, a Connecticut sun-grown Maduro wrapper with uh, six-year-old wrapper leaves that are aged in charred oak bourbon barrels for six to 14 months. Phenomenal. If you're not a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club, what the hell are you waiting for? Don't be a putz. Don't be a schmuck. Go to CigarDave.com. $22.95 per month gets you great cigars 
such as the Hoyla Amistad Vertical Sampler and the Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel-Aged Vertical Sampler. All right. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Cigar Dave Show. I know I did. Cigar Dave, the general, saying, Mayor Humidor, always be full. Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Mother's Day tomorrow. I extend a big happy Mother's Day to Cigar Mother Piera. Love you, Mom. Enjoy the day tomorrow.